Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 9th of November. Good to have you aboard. We got a lot going on today. However you are listening to us, I appreciate you. You know by now, Zaslow Show 2.0, be it broadcast all over the world, all across the galaxy, wherever you're getting your podcast. That includes Apple, you know, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google, Amazon. I don't know what podcast platform you have, but whichever one you have and you're using, I'm super grateful. I love you long time. You know how the deal is. All right. So we got a lot to get to today. 
We're going to have some fun. I appreciate you joining us for show number eight. That's right, this little venture of mine, Zaslow Show 2.0. We are in day number eight. Uh, I want to make sure everyone is staying safe out there. If you're listening to us outside of South Florida, you know, you, you don't have an issue. You, you don't, you, maybe you don't even know what's going on. But we're, we're dealing with a little bit of weather here. Now, I'm in Broward County, all right? Broward County is essentially out of, uh, you know, the cone of death. But we're still going to get some weather. You know, it's, it's raining a little bit right now. It's certainly a little bit windy. I, I, I think I took care. And when I say I think I took care, it means I think my wife took care of what's going on in the patio by the pool. I think she brought the chairs in. Uh, she's very good about that kind of stuff. I was, you know, look, I, I was doing stuff yesterday afternoon. She took care of that kind of deal. So you just make sure you're listening right now. And you haven't taken care of the things you need to take care of. You got to go do it because we're going to get some rain. We're going to get some wind. Everything should wind up being okay, though. All right. So we, we got the Florida Panthers back in action tonight, which, by the way, you know, I, I got a message on Twitter earlier this morning. And you, you can hit me up on Twitter at Zaslow Show. I'm, a, a, I'm an influencer as well on Instagram. So you can go hit me up at Instagram, Zaslow J. But on, on, on Twitter earlier today, you know, for instance, I, I got a message from my man Fonz uh, at Zaslow Show. He says, Zaz, how are the Panthers not postponing this game tonight? And he's asking, is he getting the wrong news about the storm? And I told him, I, I don't think it's a good question. I don't think you're getting the wrong news, Fonz. But I, I, I think we're just, like, I checked the weather. I checked the weather in sunrise. It's going to be raining. There's going to be winds. It said 18-mile-an-hour winds, which, uh, you know, it's windy, you know. But we're, we're going to get winds, and we're going to get rain. It's not going to be so terrible, the rain, I don't believe. So I guess they feel there's no reason to postpone this deal tonight. So, yeah, Panthers tonight, Panthers and Hurricanes. But I, I would imagine you, you keep an eye on that if you got tickets for the Panthers tonight. Panthers begin a five-game homestand that they desperately need to take advantage of. I hate the Carolina Hurricanes so much. That Vincent Trocek, I know he used to play for us. I hate his ass now. So I'm way into the Panthers game tonight. Panthers and Canes. Keep an eye on that. If you got the tickets, you want to make sure that you're aware if something changes. Maybe they move up the game. I could see a scenario where like they, they move the game up to like 6 p.m. You know, Let the team get out of town earlier. You know, Carolina, that is. The Panthers have a five-game homestand. But anyway, that game, at least for now... That is still going on. That is still happening. You had no NBA last night. Very strange. It was election day. Who did you vote for? No, we're not doing that. You had election day yesterday. Hope everyone is, uh, well, not everyone's going to be pleased, but, uh, you know, the situation, if you're pleased, if you're not pleased, it is what it is. All right, you got to move forward. There you have it. We're, we're not going to tell everybody. We're not going to tell everyone who we voted for. We're not doing that here. Everyone gets very crazy when it comes to that kind of stuff, but... The NBA had no games yesterday because everyone's out voting, all right? So there is some NBA stuff to get to, not a ton. The Heat are back in action tomorrow night. They take on Charlotte. Week 10 NFL gets going tomorrow night as well. And you got the Dolphins. We are inching closer to the most exciting football team in the land, looking for their fourth consecutive win, Dolphins and Browns this weekend. I would love to go. Now, everybody knows that when I'm trying to go, when I'm trying to go to a game, that means I'm looking for the hookup. That means I'm putting the bat signal out there, and I'm hoping somebody comes through for your boy, for your two-time champion broadcaster. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm trying to go, but I'll, I'll decide by tomorrow if I'm trying to go. I don't know if I'm trying to go yet. If I'm trying to go, everybody knows that. If I'm trying to go, 
that means I'm looking for the hookup. Because tickets are really expensive. Tickets, and that's, see, that's a double-edged sword, right? I used to take my son. We would go to the Dolphin games, you know, last few years. Last year, I think I went to five games. And we, we have specific seats that we buy every time. We like Upper Deck. And Upper Deck for football is great, by the way. We like Upper Deck, behind the end zone, first row. Love those seats. And all of last year, and really the year before that too, we went to a game or two. All of last year, those seats in particular, you know, you get them on the resale market, Ticketmaster resale. And those tickets would be like, eh, 60 bucks, maybe 70 bucks. Super affordable. Great. I love those seats. All right. Now, those exact seats, 300 bucks. And, and, and don't try and go to the Pittsburgh game with those tickets. Uh, $300 for, like, like this weekend, for instance, against Cleveland. And, you know, like, obviously, I, I'll, I won't only sit in the front row in the upper deck, but you look at the other seats, lower level, club, of course, very expensive. So it's a double-edged sword, right? Like, it's annoying that the tickets are so expensive this year, but also, it's so expensive this year because the team is really good. So, you know, which would I rather? Would I rather be able to afford going to the games because the team's shitty? Or would I rather be priced out because the team is awesome and they might be the most exciting team in all of football? That's right, that's right, Chiefs. You're, you're included here. Dolphins might be the most exciting team in football. So I'll take it like this where every once in a while I'll be trying to go to the Dolphins game. Because the tickets are just too expensive. But that means that the team is really good. Alright, we'll circle back to the Dolphins. We got a special guest coming up in the show. We'll do some Dolphins. Maybe mix in a little bit of NFL with her. Alright, that's right. I'll give you a little bit of a hint there. We'll have a special guest coming on. We'll talk Dolphins with her. You'll like it. Everybody everybody likes her. Alright, so that'll be coming up in a little bit. Let me tell you about last night though. Today's a good opportunity. You know, it's Wednesday it's the middle of the day. Uh, it's the middle of the week, excuse me. And, and 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 there's not a ton going on because there was no NBA last night. So th- this, this is a good time to talk about this right now. Last night, Hard Rock Live Hollywood. L- love that venue. What a venue. You know, Metallica was there a few days ago. What a venue. And so I was at Hard Rock Live, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino last night. Saw Adam Sandler. Now everybody know. everybody knows. My wife loves Adam Sandler. She loves everything about him. One of my all-time favorite things. One of my favorite things. I love hearing my wife laugh. It it is my favorite thing. And no one makes her laugh like Adam Sandler. Uh, We love that Zohan movie. So we went to go see Adam Sandler last night. And we've seen him, I think, two other times. Most recently, like a year and a half ago when he was here. So anyway, excuse me. We went last night to Hard Rock Live. Packed. I mean, pa- we had great seats, too. But the place was packed. And and I'll spend any amount, amount of money to go see Adam Sandler because it makes my wife super happy. But shout out to Adam Sandler for a couple reasons. Number one, uh, fantastic show. I mean, he got up there and he played. Show started eight, didn't end till 11. That's not usually how a comedy show goes. Like, he and his, I'll get to the opening act in a second. But his performance was Two hours. That's Adam Sandler doesn't need to be doing two hour shows. It's Adam Sandler. All right. So credit to him. He gives you your money's worth. But 
the ticket prices. We paid. We had great seats, and we paid. I think like two twenty five a ticket, which I, I know sounds really expensive because it is really expensive. But the point that I'm making is, you know, like I, I I told you, Dave Chappelle was playing that venue like a year ago. Those seats were five hundred dollars. Embarrassing. Uh, Dave Chappelle should be embarrassed. But Adam Sandler, the ticket prices, they were like, yeah, it's going great for concerts. That's that's how much a, a ticket is when you go see a concert. So they weren't crazy prices. They were totally in line. Like they were competitive prices, I guess you would say. They were totally in line with what you would think the prices would be. So shout out to Adam Sandler for not being a greedy bastard. Anyway, so we get to the show. And we sit on our seats about to start. And it says, on the Adam, you know, there's like a banner. Adam Sandler with surprise guests. I'm like, that's, that's awesome. Okay. And I turned to my wife immediately. And I said, you know what? I'll bet Nick Swartzen is opening for him. Nick Swartzen, you know, he's in Grandma's Boy, Click. He's, uh, just go with it. He's in all the Adam Sandler movies. You, you, if you don't know his name, you know his face. You know what I'm talking about. And, and I said to her, I go, he's at the improv this weekend. I'll bet he's just here early. And yeah, he's, he's going to play with Adam Sandler. So yes, Nick Swartzen comes out. He's like the host, you know, although he did a little set. He did like, uh, like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. What do you know? He's not the only surprise. Nick Swartzen then introduces Chud Apatow. Holy shit. This is an amazing show. So cool. Adam Sandler surprised us, and you get Judd Apatow there, right? Everybody knows Judd Apatow, uh, you know, 40-year-old virgin, knocked up, funny people, Pineapple Express. Probably the top comedic director out there, Judd Apatow. So Judd Apatow then does a set, does like 25, 30 minutes. So funny. That was a great treat. We're not done. Then they introduce... Rob Schneider, Rob Schneider, Deuce Bigelow, uh, Grown Ups, everybody knows the movies Rob Schneider's been in, uh, Judge Dredd, The Three Seashells, <laughs> Rob Schneider comes out, he does like 25 thirds, Kip, what, what a, what, what a cast, and then finally Sandler comes out, and he does like two hours, man, that was, you know, be like, hey, how was the show, I knew it was gonna be good, I've seen it before, it was even better, it was so good, how did your wife like it, Zazzle? She loved it. Everybody knows that's the most important thing. If she enjoyed it, if she's laughing the whole time, then I'm having a great time. So, man, Adam Sandler last night was so good. And I'll tell you, Adam Sandler, after last night's performance, he has vaulted. He has jumped his way into my top five comedy shows I've ever attended. Now, I'm not saying top five comedians. That's not what I'm doing. Top five live comedy shows I've ever attended. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing. Top five. You want to know? You want to know what the top five is? I got it for you. I got the list. Now, this isn't necessarily in order. This is just top five. And Adam Sandler has jumped into my top five. Top five comic performances I've been in attendance for. So, you know, how much did I enjoy it? How much did I laugh? Just it's not best comics. It's best, most entertaining shows I've been to. All right, here it is. Adam Sandler has jumped into the top five. And here are the other four. Chris Rock, 
Brian Callen. Love Brian Callen. Brad Williams from last week. I told you I saw Brad Williams at the Dania Improv. Shout out to those guys there. They hooked me up. Marcos, appreciate it. Love you a long time. Brad Williams was so funny. Brad Williams, he's in my top five. And finally, I think you're going to like this one. Mitch Hedberg. That's right. Your boy saw Mitch Hedberg before he passed away. That's right. Mitch Hedberg was like a dozen, 15 years ago, a long time ago. Mitch Hedberg passed away, passed away very young. Obviously, he had a drug overdose type of situation. Uh, I saw Mitch Hedberg many years ago with my father. I think I was in my early 20s. And we went specifically to see the tour. It was Louis Black, who was my father's favorite. Louis Black and Dave Attell were headlining a tour. We're going to go see this. It'd be great. And it was a great show. And the opener was, at the time, I had no idea who he was. And he was just starting to get popular. Mitch Hedberg. And my father and I were like, who is this guy? He's so funny. He was amazing. Mitch Hedberg, that's my top five. Top five shows I've ever been to. Not top five comics. Top five shows I've ever attended live. Brian Callen, Brad Williams, Chris Rock, Mitch Hedberg, and Adam Sandler has joined the conversation. How about that? All right, so like I said, the Panthers, Panthers are back in action tonight. They begin a five-game homestand with Carolina. No Matthew Kachuk, all right? He is suspended for one more game because he, he jabbed his uh, the, the tip of the blade of his stick right, right in the goalie mask of Jonathan Quick. Very sneaky move there by Matthew Kachuk. If he plays against you, you think he's dirty. You don't like anything he does. He's an agitator. The Panthers, they needed exactly this type of player. He's against you, you hate him, he's with you, you love him, and I love him. This is exactly the type of guy that you needed. All right, so the Panthers, they're back in action tonight. And by the way, it looks like Aaron Ekblad, Aaron Ekblad, I think, is eligible to return tonight. He skated with the team yesterday, but it looks like he's going to return on Saturday. So Ekblad is on the verge of returning your hope that, not even that you're hoping that it's going to help the defense, your hope it's going to help the power play. He's the point guy on that first power play unit. You're hoping it's going to help this putrid power play that the Panthers have. Did you see, so we're just a few days away, Dolphins and Browns. I told you, I'm not quite sure yet if I'm trying to go, but Dolphins and Browns this weekend. Um, Look, we're, we're, we're in a place now where, and so many Dolphin fans have never experienced this. Like if you're a young Dolphins fan. The entire week, I'm looking forward to the Dolphins game. That's how I felt when I was a kid. When I was young, you got Marino. Felt like we were going to win every single week. How many points are we going to score this week? I don't know. I can't tell the future, but I know it's going to be a lot. And that's how it feels right now with the Dolphins. So, Tua, obviously in the MVP. Well, I don't know if I should say obviously, but it feels like Tua should be in the MVP conversation. Here's like, like if I were to think of... Okay, so Mahomes... Chiefs are sitting right there. The, you know, they're, I think they're second overall. You look at Mahomes' numbers, they're fantastic. Jalen Hurts, it's a quarterback award. We know this. Jalen Hurts, come on, phenomenal. The Eagles are 8 0. He's been fantastic. Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, he's out of the conversation now. Back to back, poor games. You can't just have straight up poor games and still be in the MVP conversation, at least not right now. You got Mahomes, you got Hurts. Look, you want, you want to give a little bit of attention. He's not going to win it, but you want to give a little bit of attention to a guy like Geno Smith? He deserves to be in the conversation. And then it's Tua. 
Those are your four guys. If I'm to say, if someone stopped me on the street and said, hey, Zaslow, who are your top four MVP candidates right now, midway point of the NFL season? I got locked and loaded. I'm ready to go. It's Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Geno Smith, Tua Tonga Vailoa. That's right. I saw on television yesterday, I saw this going around Twitter. This Keyshawn Johnson, you believe this? This Keyshawn Johnson going up on, getting on television, talking all kinds of positive stuff about how great Tua is, as if he hasn't been on television for, for over a year, talking about how he sucks. Going on television as if he likes Tua, as, as, as if this is something that he's known and no mention of, hey, Tua's fantastic right now. He's an MVP candidate. But I got to be perfectly honest with you guys. I mean, I know I'm Keyshawn. I think I know everything. I've been saying this guy sucks. So I got to come out. I got to let you know. No. No mention of anything like that. Coming out there as if he knows what he's talking about. About the Dolphins and Tua. He doesn't know anything. He's... I don't, I don't care what positive things that Keyshawn Johnson gets out there on television and talks about Tua or the Dolphins. He's still king of Cuck Mountain. You know, the artist knows what I'm talking about. King of Cuck Mountain. That's right. So, Keyshawn up there, talking highly about the Dolphins, is the latest national opinionist who is now on the Dolphins side. All right. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I like when you, you can jump on the bandwagon just, just be honest here. Say, hey, I'm on the Dolphins bandwagon here, even though I thought he sucked, but the reality is I didn't know what I'm talking about. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So yesterday morning, Kyrie Irving and Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, who I think is, you know, Adam Silver's Teflon. No, no, could do no wrong. Eh, Adam Silver's done a poor job in this situation. Waited way too long to intervene. And here's also the thing where it's like, you know, a week ago, I'm going to be meeting with Kyrie Irving next week. Meet with Kyrie Irving next week. This is, your league is having a freaking crisis over what's going on. How about somebody get on a plane and meet with him right now? So it took over a week. They met yesterday. And apparently, it, you know, came out of the meeting where there's a pathway. Now, the meeting was positive. There was an understanding. And there was a pathway to... To, to him getting back on the court with the Brooklyn Nets. We all know that he needs to complete a certain number of things. He needs to apologize and condemn the movie. I guess he apologized. I don't think he condemned the movie, but I, he, he apologized. You know, after a week and after... It's, it's such a... It's a bullshit apology. He had so many opportunities. And then he apologized after you're punished. You know what it's like? It's like with my kids. My kids are misbehaving. Especially, you know, if we're talking about the younger one, the 11-year-old. He'll be misbehaving. I'll tell him to stop doing something. And he keeps doing it. And then I give the consequence. And there's, oh, okay, I'll stop, I'll stop, I'll stop. It's like, no, you're still going to have the consequence. Because I already asked you to stop. You didn't. Now you have the consequence. You don't then get to stop. That's Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is like my 11-year-old, only as if he acts like he's a 5-year-old. All right? He was asked a hundred times to apologize. He doubled down, doubled down, doubled down with the anti-Semitic bullshit. And then finally, he gets the punishment. Oh, I'm sorry. Very sorry. Very sorry. No, it's bullshit. So he's, he had to apologize. Okay. He has to donate $500,000 to anti-hate causes, go through sensitivity training, anti-Semitic training, meet with ADL and Jewish leaders, and meet with the owner, Joe Sy to demonstrate understanding. I don't know that he's completing all those. And 
there is now, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but there is now almost, like, I, 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 t- I told you yesterday when we talked a little bit about this. I, I hope he's out of the league, all right? But fair is fair. I gotta be honest. The f- you want to make him go through training, sensitivity issues, all that kind of stuff. It's all good and well. But forcing someone to pay $500,000, forcing someone to pay any amount of money, it'd be $5, forcing someone to pay any amount of money to any cause, I don't know if you can force someone to do that. I, I don't know how cool that is. So I can look at that list. I could be unbiased about this. Say, I don't know, $500,000 part? I don't know. I don't know if that's cool. E- either, either he does it or he doesn't. But forcing him to, to donate a certain amount of money, like what if he only wants to donate 100000 No, 500000 I don't know about that. That's, that doesn't sit so right with me. So, and, and I, feel, I think a lot of people are, are, are saying that too. But then there's also a whole other part of this where it's almost as if he's like, a, like becoming a sympathetic figure. A martyr, which is exactly what I said when the suspension came out. And I made it clear. This guy's not a martyr, all right? He's not a sympathetic figure. This guy had a million opportunities to dial it back, and instead he kept doubling down and doubling down and doubling down on the anti-Semitic bullshit, all of that garbage. This is not a sympathetic guy. I'm sorry. He's a major phony. He always he says he's not going to stand down. He always stands down. There's always something. It's vaccine. It's taking time off to go to a party. It's trying to get people not to play in the bubble. It's this anti-Semitic movie. There's always something with this guy. He is not even close to worth the trouble. And he is not a sympathetic figure. And part of what's happened here is because when he keeps getting in front of the television's cameras, when he keeps getting in front of a microphone, because he, he's dumb. He's dumb. He's, 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 he's a faux intellect. He is, he's the dumbest guy in the room. So every time he gets in front of a microphone or a camera, he digs himself deeper and deeper and deeper hole. Now he's starting to garner some sympathy over what the NBA, really what the Nets, not the NBA, but what the Nets are making him do to return to action. He's garnering some sympathy now. He's not saying anything anymore. Can't hurt himself anymore by talking. When he talks, he hurts himself because he's dumb. So now because no one has seen or heard from him in a week, now he's starting to garner some sympathy. He should get no sympathy. He is not a sympathetic figure. He is not a a martyr. And so then yesterday, I'm wondering what the fallout's going to be of this. So yesterday, Jay Williams, you know, ESPN, former NBA player, Former Dukey. You got the whole Duke thing going on there between Kyrie and Jay Williams. So give Jay Williams a listen here. All right. Jay Williams took to his Instagram yesterday and he had a thing or two to say about a thing or two. So when I hear what Kyrie Irving has to go through in order to be reinstated, I'm appalled. I'm appalled. And let me give you examples of how I feel like we don't have the same energy and hold other people who have dealt with racial tropes accountable. So when Sarah Silverman does blackface or when Don Imus says nappy headed hoes or when Howard Stern 
calls somebody the N-word in the skit, or when Brett Favre takes money from the state of Mississippi. We don't ask them to get sensitivity training. We don't ask them to donate $500,000. We don't ask them to meet with the Black National Caucus. They apologize. And then, you know what? The rest of the world moves on. All right, so there you go. So again, that was Jay Williams from ESPN yesterday. Uh, the first thing I got to tell you is, you know, some of these guys go to Duke. They clearly don't go to very many classes. Let's be honest. You know, I know Kyrie Irving was there for less than a year. Jay Williams was there for less than a year. They clearly don't go to very many classes. Duke's, Duke's smart school. Smart kids go to school there. Some of them don't go to very many classes. I just, I, I don't understand where Jay Williams is coming from. The examples he's getting, first of all, Sarah Silverman, the blackface stuff, and Howard Stern. Like, I would lump Sarah Silverman and Howard Stern there together. That type of humor that they were doing, that was a long time ago. And things change. There are certain things that you were able to do, that able to get away with back then. You know, blackface, which, come on, it's so stupid. You can't do that anymore. Calling uh, uh, people who who uh, have uh, me- you know mental handicaps or, or you know someone who has Down syndrome, you can't call them the R word anymore. We used to do that all the time. Can't you can't say that anymore. We don't do that anymore. Uh, when when you call gay people uh, the homophobic slur, the F word, we used to do that all. Can't do that anymore. How about how about the, when when there was something you didn't like when I was growing up? There was something you didn't like. Say, oh man, that's gay. You don't do that anymore. You can't talk like that anymore. Times change. Times change. And you either adapt with the change or you don't. And comedians especially, those two comedians in particular, like, you're adapting. You don't, I, I haven't heard or seen either one of those people do anything like that in a very long time because you got to adapt. It's not cool anymore. Also, those two, Howard Stern is on a subscription service. Don't pay for it. Don't listen. Don't watch. Sarah Silverman, she's a comedian. Don't go to the shows. You you can cancel them by not going. You don't have to go. Brett Favre, it's not even a sports thing. Brett Favre's dealing with a legal issue. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? Don Imus, he lost his show. For saying nappy-headed hoes. He lost his show. I don't know what Jay Williams is doing there. How about this for Jay Williams? Hey, Jay. The examples to use are in sports. Sports are different. Sports are a completely different animal. It's a different world, sports. How about using some sports examples? Kyrie Irving is not being banished from the league. And by the way, all of this... All he had to do was apologize the next day. And we're not even close to being in this situation. Hey, Jay Williams, how about Myers Leonard? Myers Leonard used an an anti-Semitic word. He called someone, in a very derogatory fashion, called someone a kike, where I very strongly believe he had no idea what the word meant. But you know what also happened? The next day, he apologized profusely while also saying he had no idea what the word meant, and it's not an excuse not an excuse. My ignorance is not an excuse. He apologized the very next day. Hey, anybody see Myers Leonard? Anybody see Myers Leonard? Out of the league. Hey, Jay Williams, he's out of the league. Robert Sarver is being forced to sell a team. 
Donald Sterling forced to sell the team. Nobody's forcing Kyrie Irving out of the NBA. What are you talking about? That kind of stuff frustrates me, man. Jay Williams comes off really stupid. I'm sorry, there's no other way to put it. And there's one other thing that, I, that I'll add, and, and then I got to move on. Then, then let's get to some NFL. There's one other thing I got to add. So I saw yesterday Jalen Brown, who's, uh, you know, Boston Celtics. He's uh, vice, one of the vice presidents. There's like a dozen vice presidents of the NBA Players Association. And Jalen Brown said, you know, quote, I'm expecting the NBA to appeal the suspension from Brooklyn, the terms, et cetera, that went into his return. The terms for his return, they seem like a lot. And a lot of the players expressed discomfort with the terms. Have any of the players expressed discomfort with what Kyrie Irving's done? With what he said? With the rhetoric? Have any players expressed their concern over that? Crickets. All right, I got to move on. All right. Let's get to some NFL. All right, so we go out and we bring on my former co-host here, Amber Wilson. We want to get to some NFL. So, you know what? I think to myself, you know, look, let let me get someone who's on a national stage, all right? Let me get someone who talks NFL for the masses, all right? I'm doing a dopey little podcast here in South Florida. Let me go out and get someone really big, someone recognizable, someone that can help me reach a larger audience. So I bring on (laughs) Amber Wilson. Amber, say hello to everybody. Uh, Welcome back to the program. And, of course, your your debut on Zaslow Show 2.0. Yeah, back to the program. This is a new program, baby. Uh, new pastures. Uh, this is my first time on Zaslow Show 2.0. I've been waiting for the invite, given like how many episodes have there been yet? Uh, <laughs> Not that many. I got seven in the bag. Seven in the bag. So it took you over a week to give me the invite. Uh, a little upset well, about that. I don't want to come off, uh, you know, it's like when you get a girl's phone number, you know, at the bar the night before. You don't want to come off desperate. You know, it's like the scene in Swingers. How long do I wait to call her? And, uh, you know, the two cool guys, they say, uh, you know, like two months. It's same thing. Nobody under the age of 40 just got the reference. Well, uh, nobody under the age of 37 just got the reference for swingers. Nobody. So so I figure let's get you on the program here. We'll do some NFL. want to get your thoughts on the Dolphins. Are you, have you been repping the Dolphins? You know, you're on Saturdays, you're on Sundays, you're doing the college football, you're doing the NFL. Are you letting everybody know how proud you are of our favorite little football team? You see this? You see this? Yes. You see this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is me repping, right? So for uh, folks yes. who are listening to the podcast right now, we're on YouTube as well, but for folks who are listening to the podcast, tell them what you're wearing. Go ahead. I'm wearing a Miami Dolphins shirt. I'm also wearing a Miami Heat hat, so check it out on YouTube. It's glorious. Uh, I look phenomenal. If you haven't tuned in yet on YouTube, just believe me. But yeah, I obviously am repping. Everyone knows, uh, everybody at ESPN knows that I'm the Dolphins girl, and I'm always very forthcoming about that. When I'm on air, uh, I always mention it that I'm a Dolphins fan. I love that we can do that on a national stage these days. It wasn't always like that, Zazlo, but we when can do fans think about as well that? on a national stage. When you, because you're right. When you think about that, who's like the personality you think of where you said to yourself, wow, I can't believe like he's totally open on television about who he likes, who his teams are, who he represents. Do you remember thinking that? Um, I, I don't remember the moment, but I mean, I, I do th- like it has changed dramatically over the last 20 years where you could actually show now reporters still can't right? like if you're if you're a genuine reporter, then you're right still, like Schefter doesn't tell you who he cheers for. 
Schefter's not going to tell Schefter shouldn't be cheering for anybody. Right. And he probably is not. And even, even your beat, you know, even all your reporters on the beat and everything, like they're not fan. They'll always remind you. I'm not a fan of the team. Even right. if they grew up as a fan of the team, you know, I'm not a fan of the team, whatever. They take it very seriously. If reporters not next to your name or newsbreakers not next to your name, everybody else now, even on a national level has realized, Hey, let's humanize ourselves where we don't have to wear this cloak of journalism because we're not all journalists out here. And I know it gets confusing and weeding through it, but at the same time, I think people understand Mike Greenberg, he's been on air for 25 years. He's from New York. He is very clear about where his allegiances lie with the New York teams. And it makes it, I think, more relatable for people, frankly. You either love it or you hate it, but you can listen to it. And so whenever I talk about the Dolphins, I mention that. Like, hey, I was in, you know, I was in South Florida for 20 years and I, you know, spent a lot of time and a lot of years talking about these teams and rooting for these teams. And I think honestly, like it doesn't, it doesn't give you an added sense of credibility, I guess, from like a journalism perspective. But I do think people are like, oh, well then she actually watches this team because let's be real when you're on a national level and you're tasked with knowing everything about everything, then people are going to give you more credence when you actually seem like, hey, you really closely follow this team and you have for years. And so maybe your opinion holds a little bit more weight. So you mentioned 20 years. If you're a Dolphin fan for the last 20 years, so if you're like a like a 25 and under Dolphin fan right now, you've never seen anything like this. Now, I'm not talking about you've never seen six and three. They've had some seasons. How many? in the last 20 years where they've been six and three, but they've never been this six and three where they're six and oh, when the quarterback finishes a game this year. And every time they get the ball, I think they're going to score literally every time the dolphins have the ball. I'm wondering how they're going to score. They're going to score. Is it going to take a bunch of plays? Is it just going to be a couple plays? You've never seen a Dolphin team like this then, right? Because you you grew up in Sarasota, Tampa area. If if you're a Dolphin fan the last 20 years, you've never watched a Dolphin team like this. No, I haven't. I didn't grow up watching the Dolphins at all. I mean, I grew up in Bucks territory. I didn't grow up like a big Bucks fan, so I haven't really like switched my allegiance. I was a college football fan really growing up. I mean, for me, it was it was Gators and then everything else was sort of just noise. And so Yeah, I grew up just kind of watching the NFL generally and not really having much of a rooting interest, but I certainly was more tuned into Bucks games, obviously, in this area. I mean, back then, kids, uh, back in these days when we had this thing called cable and it was the only option, you only had the games that they fed you. And so I wasn't getting Dolphins games the same way that people growing up in South Florida were. Did not see the glory years, did not see the Marino year, you know, like that that wasn't on my radar. And so, yes, it's been a, a poop fest. The last couple decades, to put it mildly, at, we're on a podcast. I guess I could have used a, a much more potty Who's mouth word shit? than that. It's been a I shit. I just said it. Who's going to come after shit? me? I Who's get come in here and say something? I don't know. I'm not a podcaster. I, this is a, uncomfortable for me. But uh, yes, it has been a shit fest the last 20 years. And we've never seen anything like this. But also, I'm not sure you've ever, ever seen anything like this, even if you've been a Dolphins fan longer than the last 20 right. years. Because these receivers, I mean, it's unbelievable. And the most unbelievable thing to me isn't just that like an acquisition actually worked out for this Dolphins team when it comes to Tyreek Hill and that he actually is the player here that he was in Kansas City, which is remarkable because we feel like good things don't happen to this franchise and things don't go according to plan. But then also for him to 
have all these, the you know, for the first player of the season with a thousand yards receiving for him to be able to do that with Jalen Waddle next to him. Like, it's not like, you know, it's not like he's the only target Tua has. So he's always got it's to throw funny, in a tight It's reach. funny that you say that because I remember before the season started and I'm watching the Levitard show, Metal Arc Media, and Greg Cody gives like one of his predictions for the season and says how Waddle and Tyreek Hill are each going to have over 100 catches. And they all laughed at him where it's like, how is that even possible? And right. it's definitely going to happen. It is. It is. I, I mean, I, I think that's the most remarkable thing is that, you know, you've got two of them. And I'm not saying Waddle is Tyreek Hill yet. But I mean, the fact that you've got two of them, the the speed, the yards after catch, all that stuff that was advertised to us with these moves and with that draft pick with Waddle. And then it's actually panned out. It's it's phenomenal to watch. It's very weird that the Dolphins have such an explosive. They're so offense. exciting but they do. They're such a fun team to watch. And they're such a fun team to watch that I get to talk about them all the time nationally now. Yeah. And I, that was not the case at all the last couple of years that I've been on ESPN. No, you had to have uh, an offensive line coach uh, snort cocaine off a hooker's ass. That's right. how you wound up talking about them on national national radio or television. Are you sold on Tua? Uh, I'm sold on Tua in this offense. I'm sold on Tua as Mike McDaniel's quarterback. Uh, Obviously, Tua is able to do what he needs to do with the weapons that he has and with the offense that he's running. I'm still a little concerned about the durability. I don't mean to bring it up, but it is a reality. I still don't love things about our O-line, let's be real, and what happened to the other quarterbacks who were filling in for Tua during those weeks, uh, during the concussed weeks. Yeah, I mean, there suck. are still issues, right? They suck. The, and the O-line still sucks. And so if you're going to have a sucky O-line perpetually for all of time, which seems to be the way that it's going to be for the Miami Dolphins, then you are going to have concerns when it comes to a quarterback that maybe has some durability issues. Uh, but that being said, I, it is a long, it, barring injury, because I do think that that obviously upsets this whole equation barring injury for Tua, then yeah, I think he's made a strong case for himself when he has been available to this team that they don't need to address that quarterback position, which is really good because I think their plan was to address it with the two first round draft picks. Right. And then Steven Ross went and mucked that whole thing up and the NFL took one of those away. So it's good that maybe we don't have to address address if we don't have to move up to address the quarterback position. You got to, you got to come down to a game. I went to the Steeler game a few weeks ago. It was so much fun. And That game kind of sucked, to be honest. You know, they won 16-10. They did nothing in the second half. Tua got away with what probably should have been like four interceptions. Mm -hmm. They they hung on and they won the game. Yet, it was such an amazing atmosphere. Now that they're rolling again, you got to come down to a game. Like, the last game of the year, which very well may be for a playoff spot, if not for the division, I can't believe it, against the Jets. Like, the last home game of the year, last game of the year, it's a home game and it's against the Jets. That game's going to be crazy. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre that we're talking about a Dolphins-Jets game potentially mattering so much. So much. Because of both teams, by the way. Both teams. I mean, what a division. We have gone from 
the AFC East being a laughing stuff. And also everybody, well, and everybody thinking the Bills were going to cruise. I mean, I, yeah. I also thought the Bills were going to cruise, even though I thought the Dolphins were going to be better this season. I thought Jets might be a little improved, but nobody saw this coming. And then, yes, you can argue now that, I mean, you could argue maybe the NFC East would have something to say about it. But listen, the East's in both conferences. Everyone's like, over you could 500. argue the AFC East is the it's best. It's the only it's division in football where everyone's over 500. Yeah. And I mean, the Patriots, I love that they're yeah, the bottom of it. They and they suck. Like, let's be real. That's, that that's, that's, that's a that's a foo foo over five hundred. That team sucks. Uh, Amber, uh, the Dolphins they they're going to look for four in a row this weekend against the Browns. Okay, it's going to be so much fun. They're back home after two big road wins. The AFC is separated first place to the last wild card spot. Seventh place, which is the Chargers. They play in Los Angeles this year. Is one game. <laughs> One game separates the team that gets the bye from the last playoff spot. So literally, like we're not just talking about the Dolphins. Okay, they're in the thick of the AFC East race. The Dolphins are in the thick of the AFC race. I mean, uh, it's unbelievable to say. It's technically true. I'm not going to sit here and still expect that we're talking, you know. I For me, I, the Bills are still the team. Like if you made me bet you know, the, the Powerball winnings on one of these teams, particularly inside this division, then I'm still going to say that the Bills are going to end up the team with the bye and that the Bills are going to be the best team in the AFC. And I realize that there's some other good teams here in the AFC and, you know, the Chiefs might have something to say about it. And maybe that's the team that most people choose. I've been on the Bills all season. I'm not going to get off of the Bills get right off. now. But it's unbelievable that the Dolphins are in a position to challenge that Buffalo team. And obviously, we know that the Dolphins can beat that Buffalo team. It's just remarkable to consider that they could truly be in a position to be the one seed, not just in the East, but in the conference. It's really, again, it's hard. It's hard for me to believe that it's going to go that direction. Also, do you have like Ajna as a Dolphins fan? Because I haven't been a Dolphins fan nearly as long as you. And I'm like uncomfortable with... It going as well as it's gone. No, no. When two is out there, I'm good. I mean, I'm I'm totally fine watching the games. The one game this year, I was I was a mess the whole game, and I haven't felt like that in forever. But I love feeling that way because it's like my drugs. All right, uh, was the game against Buffalo, and you know, Dolphins were two and zero. Oh, it's like, oh my god, I can't believe they're actually in this game. That entire game, I was pins and needles. I, I haven't been like that otherwise in years or any other game this year. But certainly, if we get to a place like the last game of the season or one of the last games of the season, maybe the game at Buffalo, the division's going to come down to it. Yeah, I'm going to be super nervous. And I haven't felt that way about the Dolphins in forever. forever. It's going to be, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm just nervous from here on out because now. It's great. I mean, you should hear how people are talking. I mean, I don't know if you guys are tuning in nationally. You're probably too busy listening to this Aslo 2.0 show, but nationally the way people talk about this team yeah, i mean people cool. have them as like a low-key super bowl contender and i'm like the Bengals whoa, whoa, went whoa. to the super bowl last year whoa, whoa, let me whoa. ask you Everyone something let me ask you something this dolphin team right now are they better than the Bengals last year well yeah at this point so. in the season and we're talking about that the thing is with the Bengals is i was actually one of the rare people who was actually high on the Bengals as we entered the playoffs. But remember with the Bengals too, like they were unusually healthy. So we went into the playoffs. Remember there was all those jokes about like Joe Burrow doesn't like he must not, there's nothing to do there because you know, they're so healthy. Like that must be really boring in Cincinnati, whatever. And it was just one of those teams that was healthy at the right time. That always can change the landscape of things. It's hard though to imagine the Bengals with that O-line. I mean, that was like a historic 
run for them to have that O-line and those issues and then to make it all the way to a Super Bowl. And again, I still have concerns with this Dolphins team with that O-line, even though, yes, I realize that we just saw it with the Bengals. I'm going to let you go with this. I know you're super busy. I assume you'll pick the Dolphins to beat the Browns this weekend. How many? How much do the Dolphins beat the Browns by? Uh, 10 points. Let's go. Double digits. All right. All Easy right. work. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett, he sucks. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> come on. Come on. Have you been subscribing to Zaslow Show 2.0? Are you a big downloader? Of course. Are I am rating? a downloader. I am a subscriber. I haven't rated or reviewed. Are but you I'm hitting the like button? By the way, rating this thing, this this episode? Yeah. Through the roof. And I think, I think if stars. you, I think if you click, I think if you click like and then you unclick and like and unclick and like, I think it counts all those. You got to do that. Oh, okay. Well, I will do yeah. that. Yeah. Just like, unlike, like, unlike, do it so many times and everyone's going to think it's the best episode. I'm proud of you getting this off the ground. It's all Thanks. fancy. You got a whole new, you got, you got your background going. You got your whole setup. I noticed when I, when I watched the show on YouTube, there's the it looks professional. you got the whole thing. You got the sponsor. I mean, it looks all it's, it's a, you're a pro's bro. I got a whole crew. Everyone's working very hard on the show every day. I just got an army of people working on everyone's doing it. Everyone's pulling their weight. Everyone's doing a great job. Uh, Glad to hear it. Tell everyone Saturday and Sunday how they can hear you. Go ahead. So Saturday, uh, every Saturday, uh, my show is with Randy Scott, College Tailgate from 10 a.m. to noon, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. You can also check it out on the ESPN app. We get you ready for all of the college games. That show is a lot of fun. He's hilarious if you're not familiar with the Sports Center anchor. So definitely tune in if you're a college football fan. Then Sunday, I love my show on Sunday as well. My weekend shows are so fun this year. Uh, uh, Sunday, uh, I'm on NFL primetime with Harry Douglas, who played in the league for a very long time. We break down all of the NFL action. It's a, kind of like Red Zone. It's like um, Radio you know, Red the, Zone. You know, we, it's like Radio Red Zone. It's it's so fun to do. It really, really is. It's crazy. Producers are screaming in my ear the entire show. It's wild. I drive the whole thing. It's four hours. We break down all the earlier action to uh, lots of opinion, lots of analysis. Nobody watches film like Harry Douglas watches film in preparation for that show. So you get a lot of NFL insight. So if you are a football fan, check us out. Uh, it, that show normally is 5 to 9 uh, p.m. now that baseball season has ended. Awesome. Uh, excellent job, Amber. Welcome back to the program. Great debut on Zazzle Show 2.0. I don't think I, I could already feel it. Uh, the downloads, the likes, the comments, the ratings, they're, they're soaring through the roof right now. I can feel it. Well, I hope you have me back. Good job, Amber. Thanks. Thanks. Excellent job by Amber. She is the best. I mean, come on. Hey, give, give it up. Give it up for Amber Wilson. I love that girl. She's the best. All right. Anyway, so. Let's get to some NBA here before we uh, before we get to big deal, not a big deal. All right, let we got we got a lot going on tonight. There were no NBA games last night. The Heat are not playing tonight. The Heat are back in action tomorrow night. They have the Charlotte Hornets for the first of two straight at home against Charlotte tomorrow night and Saturday. I mean, can the Heat get right against the Hornets? This Hornet team that is struggling in a big way. Can, can we get some healthy bodies out there? Uh, when's the fun start? When's the fun start for the Heat? All right. Anyway. As far as uh, games to keep an eye on for the NBA tonight, you got the you got the Jazz and Hawks. Jazz have the best record in the Western Conference. They're nine and three. Hawks are seven and three. They just beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks suffered their first loss of the season. That was minus Trey Young. So how about the Hawks? Dejounte Murray. Knicks at Nets. Uh, but the Knicks are just so average. Jalen Brunson's been good for them. But the Knicks, they're a completely average team with a completely average five and five record. The Nets are four and seven. I wonder, though, you know, like the Nets have played better the last couple games without Kyrie Irving. I, 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 
I do. There is a part of me that wonders, hey, you know, the Nets, they've given like this uh, uh, anti-Semitic checklist for Kyrie Irving. And I kind of wonder if they don't want him to complete it. Because they would like to trade him ultimately. He's untradeable. No, no team's going to trade for him. Because besides that, you're not going to give anything up to get him. How the hell do you sell that to your fan base? Hey, look, look who we just acquired. The guy who just had to complete an anti-Semitic checklist. So, Knicks at Nets, you keep an eye on that. Obviously, I want the Nets to lose every single game. Pelicans at Bulls is interesting because those are two teams that are kind of underachieving right now. I know the Bulls are dealing with injury situation. The Pelicans just got Brandon Ingram back. Pelicans are 5-5. Five and five. I'd like to see the Pelicans get going, man. I think the Pelicans, are, I, I felt they were going to be, you know, a, a top five team, maybe top six in the Western Conference. Slow start. I'd like to see Pelicans get going. And then you got the battle for Los Angeles. Lakers and Clippers. Clippers will play the role of the home team tonight. Lakers are 2-8. and eight. You, you like seeing the losses pile on because you want to know what's going to happen next with the Lakers. Could, would, does that team have the balls to trade either Anthony Davis or LeBron James? Get a lot of draft picks for LeBron. I don't know as far as getting the players in return for LeBron because any team that would trade for LeBron, they're not going to give you a ton of players because they want to be a contender right now. Can you imagine LeBron traded in season? It's one thing for a player of his caliber to be traded in the offseason. Like Wayne Gretzky was traded, all right? Anyone could be traded if Wayne Gretzky was traded. But LeBron to be traded in season? You get a lot for him. A lot in terms of draft picks. You get a lot for him there. I don't know. Good would be if the Heat traded for LeBron. All right, I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, so yeah, that's what's going on with the NBA tonight. Uh, you got some games to keep an eye on. Uh, hey, you know what time it is? All right, we end every show. It, you know, th- this isn't an accident. All right, that we save the best stuff for last. Speaking of accident, Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys. If you if you're in an accident, if you got a personal injury you're dealing with motorcycle accident, car accident, slip and fall. If anything happens to anyone that I'm close with, and if you're listening to the show right now, you're, you're, you are my friend. I send you to Anna John Levine, accident attorneys, title sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0 from day number one. They're the only ones who could say that. I'm, I'm welcoming other sponsors to come on board here, but only one is going to be able to say they were behind me from day one. Anna John Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-FREE. Those guys know I appreciate them. I love you long time. All right. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Okay. Number one. I got a few for you here. Number one. I saw Adam Sandler last night. Went to see him at the Hard Rock Live, Hollywood, uh, Summit of Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. How about people who sit behind you talking the entire show? Is that a big deal or not a big deal? That's a big deal. It's super annoying. So I spend the whole show not listening to them, but wondering if my wife is going to get angry. Because if my wife gets angry, she's going to turn around and say something. Then I got to turn around and say something because her husband is going to say something. And then I got to fight. And it's a whole big thing. But talking at a comedy show. It's one thing you're talking at a concert, which sucks too. But it's one thing you're talking at a concert. The music is so loud. Okay, fine. Talking at a comedy show... How can you hear the jokes if you're talking? The women behind us, so rude. Talking at a comedy show, that's a big deal. People suck sometimes. People just suck. All right. How about the Sacramento Kings? You saw this? So 
a few a few days ago, you know, Sacramento Kings, they they got screwed. The Heat beat them. Tyler Hero hits a three, clearly shuffled his feet. The NBA, the league's uh, uh, last two-minute report comes out the next day and makes the Kings feel only worse because they admitted that they got it wrong. It happened again two nights ago. Kevin Herter, down by three for Sacramento. Clear as day. Fouled on on the arm by Klay Thompson. It doesn't get called. Last two-minute report comes out the next day. The league effed up again. Missed that call. So two losses in the span of a week to the Heat and Warriors. The Kings get screwed again. Is that a big deal or not a big deal? That's a big deal because here's the thing. Like, I understand Mike Brown. Mike Brown made a point to saying this after the game against us where it's like, hey, just because we're the Sacramento Kings, uh, you know, doesn't mean that, blah, blah, blah. And it kind of feels that way, you know, because there's no way you convince me if it was the other way around. If Kevin Herter hits Steph Curry on the arm at the end of the game, they're making that call. So that's, that's a lousy job. That's a lousy job. That's a big deal. Number three. Lamar Jackson. All right. I posted this video. Go to Ad Zaslow Show, and you can go check that out. Lamar, you know I love these videos. Ad Zaslow Channel Material. You know Zaslow Channel Material. Zaslow Channel Material, and I'm still looking for funding. I'm still looking for backing for Zaslow Channel. I think it's a major moneymaker, big-time cash cow. Zaslow Channel. It's, it's quick videos of dogs being reunited with their family, kids getting a puppy for the first time, it's kids being adopted by their step-parent. It's reunions with your, uh, with, with your military mother or father. That's Zaslow Channel. You can't look away. I'm still looking for back. Big-time cash cow. Lamar Jackson. This is Zaslow Channel material. I post the video. Go to Zaslow Show. You can check it out. So there was a Ravens fan. They were waiting. I don't know. They were waiting in like a, like a room maybe. And, you know, maybe it was in the stadium after the game. Kid is with his family. He doesn't know what's happening. Kid landed. He's got a heart condition or he overcame a heart condition. Whatever it was, great kid. I love him. He's wearing a Ravens Lamar Jackson shirt. Clearly loves Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson comes in the room. Kid had no idea. The kid gets up. Huge bear hug to Lamar Jackson. He's hysterical crying because he's met his idol. And Lamar is just so nice about it. He's hugging the kid. He's patting him. He's rubbing him. Hit Lamar. Let's go. Kid's, kid's holding on. He's not letting go. So Lamar continues. He's hugging. He's, like, he's laughing. He's smiling. How you doing? He's introduced himself to the parents, the family. Uh, and now I want the Baltimore Ravens to give Lamar Jackson all of the money. It's so good. That's a big deal. I love that kind of stuff. Zazlo Channel. Go to Ad Zaslow Show. You can check that out. It's such a good clip. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, hey, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. AEW Dynamite tonight on TBS. 8 p.m. this evening. That's a big deal. Got to get our wrestling fix on. This weekend, episode number two of It's Still Real to Me, Zaslow Show 2.0. The episode will pop up right there after it's done on Saturday. Myself, my partner, Joey Levin, will bring you all the big stories, news, and notes in professional wrestling that week. So this Saturday, second episode, check it out. It's still real to me. I love it. You're going to love it, too. AEW Dynamite tonight. It'll be part of the recap on Saturday. That's a big deal as well. Whoo! All right. That's, that's a good addition. That's a good addition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Want to let everybody know, we are going to get back to doing our fantasy football segments 
All right, we're going to be doing those on Fridays now on Zaslow Show 2.0. Our pal Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports. Nobody does fantasy football better than him, so he'll help us get ready for Week 10. We will do that coming up on Friday. We'll wake up tomorrow morning, hopefully after a Panther win. It'll be a heat game day, and we got Thursday night football for Week 10 of the NFL. We'll talk to you again. Hey, hit me up at Zaslow Show on Twitter, at J on Instagram. Subscribe, download, like, rate, comment, all that good stuff. Amber Wilson on the show with us earlier. Love her. She was great, obviously. Uh, great job by everybody involved in the show today. Excellent work by everyone. We'll talk to you on the Zaslow Show tomorrow morning. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies. For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.